the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's prayer and story time. Welcome to the Ark of the Covenant Ministry Prayer and Story Time, where we get an opportunity to present the man Christ Jesus, where some will receive him as Lord and Savior. Others will get an opportunity to gain strength, hope, and understanding, where some will get directions and where we get a chance to tell stories, testimonies, even get a laugh or two, and sometimes uh, even a song. My name is Reverend Hill, and I'm here today with my lovely, anointed, Holy Ghost-filled, precious wife, Mrs. Hill, who has a message from above. So I want you to situate yourselves and prepare your hearts and your minds to receive what God has released for you and I today. And now, with no further ado, let's hear what thus save the Lord. Good morning, good morning, good morning to all of our faithful friends and listeners. And we just want to welcome, welcome, welcome you, our first comers and our first listeners. You're always welcome to be here with us at Ark of the Covenant Ministries. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And my husband is Reverend Derek Hill. He is the pastor of this ministry. And we just want to say that we are so very glad and happy to have all of you here with us. Today we will be continuing on with our series, Real Life Stories. These are real life testimonies, questions and answers. We do pray and we act kindly that you all will really just keep it to um, testimonies and keep everything neat and, and, and keep everything clean for this is um, uh, uh, God's ministry and we would like for it. It is on air all over the world and we would just like to keep some type of a godly structure to this thing. We don't want no cursing. We don't want nobody to try to out any type of animosity with the pastor and I. We'd rather you not call names and name called. And uh, please, we just ask that you don't do it. We understand that everybody gets angry and everything. But this is what we're here for, to help you through the things that you know that we sometimes just don't have no control over. And we, we're here to pray and ask God to help us, you know, as we go on our journeys together with growing in the grace and knowledge of the Lord. So this is a Christian ministry, and we would like for it to stay clean. So I hope that none of you are offended by my asking that. We just, you know, we don't mind asking questions. We don't even mind ask, uh, get, uh, asking things that you ask us. Uh, we ourselves give personal testimonies of things that has happened in our lives. And uh, as my husband said yesterday, we don't have anything to hide because... Once we've gone to God and we've repented for our past and, 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 and present 
and even the future things we can ask God ahead of time to help us with so it does not have to be or even come our way, you know we don't mind asking questions as long as you keep it clean and you keep it neat and you don't make it out of a personal argumental thing or some things that may come to his personal and we do understand that too. You know, but that's all I want to say today. We want to keep it clean. Okay? Amen. Okay, so we will be continuing our series today with real life stories. Um, these are true stories and testimonies. None of these testimonies are stories of mine or my husband's own, but these are real life people who prayed about it and they come to us. They want to really share their life stories with us. Some of them were delivered and the chains of bondage have been broken off of their life, and some people got saved and accepted Christ as the Lord and Savior. Amen. They're now part of our Christian family. And some people are reaching out for prayer and reaching out for the warriors and all the church leaders and, you know, all of God's people to pray and bind together and pray for them and everything. And that's what we're here for once again. So we want to do those things. And um, we just want love, love, love to come through this ministry we that's what we are, are here to try and help everybody experience some love even if you don't get it from family members neighbors or friends we want you to feel that uh, my husband and i we love you god love so do we uh, we know the storms come in many forms they come in abortions and divorces and accidents and loneliness drugs joblessness violence alcoholism depression death all kind of abuse Fear, pornography, loneliness, rape, and trafficking. And we know that none of these things come from up above, from our Father God. But that's what he's here for, and that's why we're going to pray for deliverance. <clears throat> we're going to pray for the world to be just delivered and for God just to destroy every occultic, every witchcraft, anything that's not like you, God, we come to you today and we just ask for you to break the chains of bondage off of these people right now, Father, and your son named Jesus, Lord. We just asking that you would free us from the from the plagues and the sins of bondage. We just asking God for those of us that have something that's evil on our hearts today. We we just pray, Lord Jesus, that there may be someone that want to commit suicide. They contemplating murder today, Lord Jesus. We asking that you just cleanse our hearts, Lord, from the bitterness and from the hatred that we harbor sometimes in our heart, Lord Jesus. We know that don't none of that come from you, God. You even command us that you said, Lord, to just love our enemies, Lord, and pray for those that despitefully misuse us, Lord Jesus. So we just pray that you would put the support of spirit in us that's in you so that we can do all these things, Lord Jesus. Lord, we want to have faith in you and believe in you, Lord, and we just thank you so much for your mercy and your grace, Father God. If it had not been for you sending your son, Jesus, Father God, to take our place at the cross, Lord, where would we be today, Father God? It wouldn't be a heaven for us, Father God. We'd all die and go to hell. So, God, we just ask for your peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord. And we just ask it, Lord, that you would comfort the hearts of those this morning, Lord, that are better, those that are in mourning. Lord Jesus, those of us that's just wished at our mind, Lord, we don't know which way to turn, Father God. God, just help us, Lord. God, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us, Father God, from evil, God. Help us, Lord. Help us to bind together, Lord Jesus. Father God, we also pray today, Lord Jesus, my husband and I, that you would open up the minds 
of those that are listening this morning, Lord, and give them a clear understanding of the messages, Lord Jesus, of the testimonies, Father God, of the questions and of the answers, Lord Jesus, without becoming offended by anything. But we would, we just want to pray that whatever my husband and I ask in the name of Jesus, Lord Jesus, that you just instill in us and put in our hearts, Lord, to give an answer the way you want it to be answered, Lord, not the way we want to be it to be answered. And keep us away from personal means in our hearts, Lord, to want answer, but the way that you said answer, Lord, because if if we go by our heart, Lord, you said that our heart is wicked. You said that it is desperately wicked. You said, who can know it, Father God? No one knows the heart like you, God, because man looks at that outward appearance, Father God, but you know, Father, you said you look at our heart. You know the heart, Lord Jesus, so just help us through this day and help us through this testimonies this morning, Father God, and we pray that all of our listeners and friends and newcomers, if you should have any testimonies or any questions or answers, to continue on with the Ark of the Covenant Ministries, Lord Jesus. We would love to have you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Our first testimony this morning, um, my sisters and brothers in Christ, is from Wales. And Will said this question is for Pastor Hill only. Will said, Pastor Hill, I have a problem with some things of understanding. I have a problem with my heart. I met this lady two years ago, and I married her. She is now my wife. But the thing is, I have a problem with love. I have been misused and treated so bad all my life, from the time I was a boy, from the time I was a young man, to the time I was a teenager. I struggle with love. I was married before in the past. It was for some years, but through the years that I was married to my first wife, I didn't know love. We were out into drugs. We were out into drinking, and all we did was party, party, party all the time. My wife agreed. She knew what I was doing to let me be with any woman I wanted, and I actually didn't care how much she was with another man. We gambled, we lied, we stole, and we manipulated with our life. Therefore, Pastor Hill, neither one of us knew what love really was. I can only tell you I didn't really love my wife. Because you can only choose one. I could either choose the streets to love, the drugs to love, the alcohol to love. I didn't even love the horse. It was just for, you know. And my wife, I could say the same thing about her. But as the years came, I met this young woman and I love her with all my heart. At least I think I do. But I really sometimes think I don't know how to love because I've been through so much in my life. With the streets, I struggle with trying to concentrate on really loving her. Pastor Hill, how do I love her? How do I show her love? I know that she loves me, but how do I give in to love? How do I learn to grow to love her, Pastor Hill? How do I nurture her? How do I give her the things that she needs? I really just don't know how. And it's like if she embraced me. And she tried to show me with love. I don't know how to accept it because my life has always been full of hardships and garbage and whorish women that you know you've seen them be with your friends and other men all your life. But I trust her. 
with all my heart, but I just don't know how to love her. How do I love my wife? And this is Brother Who? What's his name again? Will. Will. Brother Will. Will. His name Will. Will. All right. Well, yes, sir. Praise the Lord. We we thank you for your letter, Brother Will, and we thank you for your honesty, your heart, and uh, we truly are uh, uh, blessing uh, for you. We're going to be praying for you and your wife, uh, uh, for your ministry. We're going to be praying for your ministry. Uh, the first ministry is definitely at home, starts at home. Everybody has a ministry uh, because everybody has a home. So first ministry is at home, starts at home. And your honesty is truly refreshing. Uh, and I just want to say this, uh, starting off, I, I really want you to really grab hold to this here. First and foremost, none of uh, uh, what I'm about to tell you, uh, uh, I am not the love doctor. That I'm not, uh, Brother uh, uh, Will. Uh, but uh, this I have learned, and uh, it takes Christ to love. The Bible says that He is love. So, Without Christ, I never knew what love was. I never understood love. Because, see, first, my flesh is wicked. So it's nothing in my flesh could taught me what love was. So I, I, I couldn't grasp the understanding of love because my flesh couldn't teach it to me then my heart is desperately wicked. And in Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10, it states that the heart is desperately wicked and deceitful. Who shall know it but God? He tries the reign of the heart, the entire heart. Only God knows the entire heart. It is desperately wicked. And then the Bible tells me that my mind itself needs renewing. The entire mind needs renewing because the Bible says that it needs to be retrained, rethought. So my thinking, because my thoughts are not his thoughts. My ways are not his ways. So not only did I not know it in my heart, I couldn't even fathom the thought of love. So I needed to retrain my heart with the word of God. So I not only did I did not know it in my flesh, I did not know it in my heart, and I did not know it in my mind. And then I, I could not even speak about love because my, my mouth, even though I could speak life or death, I lived death. Because my mouth only spoke what it was attached to. And my life was attached to nothing but darkness. So I spoke death. I lived death. 
So in order for me to do anything, I had to get a hold to Christ Jesus. Now the Bible says that God so loved the world that he is the author and finisher of my faith. That God, the Bible says that God don't call me servant anymore, that he called me friend. And the friend is one that loves me all the time. A brother, the Bible says in Proverbs, comes forth doing a trial. But a friend is always there because he loves me all the time without any attachments. God loves me all the time. Now, in that, I had to learn through him what love is. And this is what I learned through Christ about love. As I began to study and understand Christ, I learned that love has nothing to do with how a person responds to what I tell them I need for them to do, how I want them to act, or the way I want them to be. It has nothing to do with that. Love has everything to do with how I receive one as who they are, where they are, and how I understand that God has placed them in my life. It has nothing to do with the perception of what the world has given them. Because if I go by what the world says what love is, if you take the definition of what the world say love is, we would never never ever love anyone because one definition of the word love in the world means you have to weigh 120 pounds be at least five feet five bright-skinned and have a pocket full of money then another definition would tell you if you're not singing if you're not dribbling a basketball or hitting a baseball, then you couldn't be in love. Another, defini another definition would be if you are not able to do, if you're not able to pay all the bills, and you're not able to let me do what I want to do, then we just not love. That's right, baby. You see, another definition would be if you're not able to let me walk on you, if you're not able to let me do this and that to you, then this not love. It, see, there's all type of definitions in the world for love, but you want to know how to love your wife. Let me show you how to love your wife. The Bible says that the two must become one. And this is what people get to, and, and this is why I got it twisted too. This is why I got it twisted. Because I always thought 
you're going to bring 50-50. You know that song, that uh, uh, that man, uh, Teddy P. And here's a man, you know, bless his heart. Uh, he caught in the car with something else. But he said, bring 50-50. And this was remarkable to me because a lot of people try to do that. You going to bring 50% and she going to bring 50%. Then what you going to do with the rest of you? Because God give you a 100% man, he give her a 100% woman. So if you're going to bring 50% of yourself, she going to bring 50% of herself. What y'all going to do with the rest of y'all? You're just going to throw that away, huh? Listen, you're going to bring 100% of you. She going to bring 100% of her. So you're going to bring all of your stuff. And she going to bring all of her stuff. Now, in order to bring all of you and all of her, that means you're going to bring all of your good and all of your baggage. She's going to bring all of her good and all of her baggage. Now, how are you going to take all of this good and all of this baggage and bring it into one? Now, in order to do this, this truly going to have to be love. Because it didn't say it was going to be perfect. But what it did say, the two must become one. Now, in order to become one with 200%, that means the both are going to have to agree as one. You're going to have to do what Jesus did for us because love covers a multitude of things. You see, you got to learn to realize to accept that woman for exactly what it says in Genesis chapter 1, what a woman is. A woman is a suitable, a rare and perfect quality. She is that essence of you that is perfect and rare that's so suitable to you that she fits right there. She is that thing that you don't even have to worry about and don't even have to look for. She is that piece to you that fits so perfectly together that regardless of what baggage she brings with her, it still perfectly fits together with your baggage because it is the same baggage that you have. This woman is so connected to you that when you exhale, she inhales. And when she exhales, you inhale. This is a woman that you when you close your eyes at night, you just as safe as when she closes her eyes, she's just as safe with you. You see, you love her the way Christ loves the church. Now, the first thing people would say is that Christ died for the church. That is not what Christ did for the church. Christ did not die 
for the church. What Christ did for the church is reconcile the church. The Bible said that he gave, he became reconciled and he gave the church, he gave you and I the the ministry of reconciliation. In other words, he gave us the ability to forgive. That's what he did for the church. Because the Bible says that he commended his spirit unto his father's hand. See, you couldn't kill Christ. Christ gave up the ghost. See, what he did, the Bible says that he descended into the lower parts of the earth. So there's nowhere in the world that he had to die for the church. What he did was reconcile the church unto the Father. So we supposed to love our wives as Christ loved the church. What he did, he never stopped working for his church. And you need to never stop working for your wife's reconciliation. You should never stop forgiving your wife for anything. It makes no difference. Just as your wife's life should be your number one priority after God. You should always be working towards your wife's number one priority. That's what Christ did for the church. He never stopped working for the church. He always worked for the church. Even when he ascended to heaven, the Bible says that he steady making prayers unto the Father for the church. He never stopped working for you and I. This is what we must do for our wives. This is what Christ did for the church. And this is what he meant. Because you see, what Paul made the perfect reference when the Bible says what two must become one. And this is where people stop reading. <laughs> because I don't know why they do that. They stop right there. But Paul says, right after that verse, he said that this is a mystery for the church. This wouldn't meant for the marriage, this was for you to understand the church. So if you understand the church, then you'll be able to understand how to love your wife. Because love is an action thing. See, it's all about your actions to your wife. And in your actions, you will never stop working 
at bringing your wife to her fullness in Christ. As Christ never stopped working to bring you to your fullness. That's what love is all about, brother. That's what love is all about. When it comes down to me loving my wife, there will there's nothing that I won't do to bring my wife to her fullness in Christ Jesus. So in order for me to do that, I have to allow my wife to be my wife. I have to allow my wife to enjoy life. I have to allow my wife to have the peace and the security to be my wife. I have to allow my wife to have comfort in being who she is called to be. I have to allow my wife to be my wife. So in order to do that, I first have to listen to my wife. Next, I got to hear my wife. I have to be attentive to my wife. These is the things that Christ did for the church. He understood the church because he set the church in divine order. See, once you get the order in order, then you can let the church become its blossom. It can grow. And that's what you do for your wife. All you do is make sure the order is there. Not the authority. Don't get it confused now. Don't get it messed up. Don't get it twisted that you got a sludge hammer and you supposed to be nailing authority. I am the king. King Kong. King will serve the king. No, you're not that. No, no. Don't get that twisted, brother Will. God is the authority. We get in order. The Bible says in Genesis 1.26, see what people missed in the creation story, that once God, once he created everything, then he created the animals and all, and let the earth bring forth the animals and all of that. Then he said, let me create man and male and female and let them have dominion. That's both of them together. And then once he, he gave a dominion over the fowls of the air, the fish of the sea, the cattle of the land, and every creeping thing on the face of the earth, he never gave them dominion over each other. Never did that. And then they went on about their business together. They were supposed to be together, equally together, and rule and have dominion over the earth. That's the way it's supposed to be, to be fruitful and multiply 
and subdue the earth. Now, to love her is to simply is to accept your wife as God created her. A rare and anointed, beautiful companion that is suitable to you. One of equal dominion with you. One that God has called for his usage. One you supposed to be able to nurture and bring to God's fullness. One you supposed to listen and hear and supposed to be able to, as a man, to allow God to come into your house and let God speak to you so you can bring to the fullness of every living thing in your house to where God wants them to be. That is your position as the man of your house. That's what God calls us to do as men of the house to allow the God of heaven and earth to come in into the house to bring to fruition every living thing in the house to the fullness of what God is calling them to be. We supposed to allow God in the house. And how we do that, we don't need no sludge hammer we don't need no no thing. Study the Bible 24-7. Don't do nothing. Just sit there and read that Bible. Just read that Bible. Shut up. Cut the TV off. No, you don't need to do all that, brother. What you need to do is to pray. What you need to do is to read your Bible. Let them see you reading your Bible. Let them see you treat your wife kindly. Let them see you tell her you love her. Whenever their situation occur, go to the word of God and see what God says about it. Pray about it before you make a decision about it. Let patience work. Don't be so quick to answer. Sometimes you just got to be quiet and just listen and see what God tells you about a situation before you answer. Try not to be so quick to argue. And sometimes for men, it's got to be, it's okay for us to say, well, uh, baby, what you think that we should do here? It's all right. It is okay. And it's all right to, ex it's all right. See, uh, here's the thing. See, we, we've been taught in society that in order for a man to be in charge that we supposed to be over everything. I don't know where they got that from. I don't know where they got that from. That's a worldly thought. That is a worldly thought. Because he, he is my thing here. Listen, I don't know about no other man. 
I don't know about no other man, but I know about me. I know about me. I, I don't know about no other man. I don't know about no other man. Thank God, I don't have to know about no other man's household. But in my house, there are some certain things that I don't want to know about. In my house. There's some certain things I don't want to know about. I don't mind doing them. Don't get me wrong. I don't mind doing them. But I don't need to know about them. I don't need to know the price of the laundry soap. Because technically, I don't want to go up and down the aisles looking for the laundry soap. I don't need to know all that. Just take the money and, hey, here all the money. Just take all the money and just go do what you do. You good at that. Hallelujah. Pray the Lord. Pray the Lord, pray the Lord. I got a wife that knows how to budget. Hallelujah. My wife is the budget queen. Pray the Lord for Amen. you. My wife knows how to work a budget. I'm, I'm so proud. I'm so happy my wife knows how to work a budget. Man, I give her all the money. All the money. I ain't got no problem in coming in and say, here the money. Take the money, baby. Take the money, baby. I ain't got no problem with that. I ain't got no problem. Because every time I go in that refrigerator, everything I want is in that refrigerator. Every time I open up a cabinet, everything I like is in that cabinet. Every time I hit a light switch, you know what happened? The lights come on. Right, amen. So I don't mind giving up the money. Number one, I don't want to go and look and do that stuff. Now, we talk about everything that needs to be done and the stuff that needs to be done, and we talk about it. But me going to all them different places and talking to these people, Lord have mercy. That's just not my forte. See, we have different, different responsibilities as a couple but we come together on everything. I don't do nothing without talking to her. She doesn't do anything without talking to me. And that's how we work. But we have different things that we do. Certain things in the ministry, she don't, she, she well, I ain't doing that. She ain't got no problem in telling me either. I ain't doing that. Mm -mm, that is, no, that ain't not my thing. But she knows about it, but that she ain't gonna do it. She ain't gonna do it. But she will do this, 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 and this. You can tell her about this, this, this. Oh yeah, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, 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 that's her thing. And that's my wife. Just like that's your house. You have to know how your house is run and what's the best conducive way to run your house. And that's how you love your wife, by giving her the space for her to flourish. That's what love is all about. That's what it's all about. So I hope that was helpful to you, my brother. Brother Will, I, I'm not the love doctor. I, I'm not Dr. Feel or whatever, Dr. Feel Good, or whatever they call them people. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I, uh, but that is the word of God.
That's all I can say. Praise the Lord. Is there anything else, dear? No, I just want to say we will be praying for you, Brother Will. Mm -hmm. And we will be praying for others that wonder that, that just, you know, don't have the boldness to really speak up and ask uh, such questions as as you did in your um, testimony and in your questions today. We just want everybody to feel free. Uh, if there's anything that the uh, reverend can answer for you, just feel free to to um, ask, but we will be praying for you, and we're asking that every warrior that we have online all over the world is listening, every pastor, every church leader, please, please uh, pray for Brother Will, that God will give him some assurance and the comfort that he needs to know love in the way that God wants us to love. Amen. And that's all, baby. Amen. Remember, we need you. You need to walk with Christ, through Christ, and for Christ. And, and, and in that, when you grow in the grace and the knowledge of Christ Jesus, you will grow with love. Mm -hmm. the, the love is God in Christ. You got to have Christ in order to love because there's no parts of you that know love without Christ. You need Christ to know love. Amen. All right, and we're going to let the love of my life lead us in a prayer to get us out of here. So, come on, pray Amen. for us, my dear. Amen. Uh, there are some of you that are listening today all over the world that has never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. Well, if you would like to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can do that right now. By just admitting today that you are a sinner. And we know that the penalty of sin is death. And we want to ask them right now. If you have never asked them before, we can do that right now with Christ. With your eyes closed and your head bowed, repeat this after me. And I would like for you all to, we, we, we don't want nobody to play with God. We want to see that you have a home in heaven. We really ask that you with all your heart, when you say this prayer, ask God in all realness and trueness and reality that you really, really want a home in heaven when you die. Repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I admit that I have a sin problem and I am a sinner. I deserve the penalty of sin, which is hell. But I also realize that you are my full payment for my sins. The best I know how, Lord Jesus, I will depend on you starting from this day forward, Father God, to save me from sin and hell. Right now, I ask this in your son Jesus' name. God, please, Father, please forgive me for all my sins and come into my heart and save my soul. And Father, so much for giving me eternal life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Well, we thank you all for uh, being here with us. And as my wife always says, uh, start reading your Bible, turn from your ways. And if you don't have a Bible, please. Go to the nearest thrift store or the 
nearest Salvation Army or the nearest church, get you a Bible. Start reading it. Find your sin-hating Bible-preaching church and start attending and watch what God will do for you. Amen. Now, if you want to stay here and, and keep up with us, hey, we'd love to have you and we'll Amen. We would love for you to stay with us and, and uh, keep on walking and, and, and listening to us. There's several ways that you can keep up with us. You can do that by simply, uh, uh, you can watch us on the Facebook page, the Ark of the Covenant Ministry Facebook page, or you can uh, watch us through the Ark of the Covenant 2, the number 2, uh, YouTube page with the symbol, the little blue symbol with a hand on top, hand underneath with the words written. Um, uh, you can, uh, reaching those that's reaching up, you can uh, do hundreds of videos on there. As my wife say, get you some popcorn and, and follow us. Uh, uh, so you can you can do that. Uh, you can also uh, get the uh, podcast. You can, you can uh, get get the podcast, and it's you can subscribe to that. It's free uh, on most major platforms. The Ark of the Covenant Ministry podcast. So you can enjoy that as well. That's a nice thing. So you can also even get our app. You can go to our website. The app goes on your phone. You can go to our website at www.arkofthecovenantministry.com. M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y.com. Again, that's www.arc, A-R-K, of the covenant, C-O-V-E-N-A-N-T, ministry, M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y.com. And right there, you can get our app right there. You can all kind of great stuff right there. Uh, it's got some codes that you can put in uh, to get the app. The Ark of the Covenant code is K-F-Q-G-E-S. K-F-Q-G-E-S. And the second part of the code is T1J0O8. That's T1J0O8. You get them two codes and put them in there. And you will have the entire app. You will have the Ark of the Covenant Ministry and the Covenant Secrets part. That's the game part. So you'll be all good to go. 
and you'll have everything and you'll be able to communicate with us and all that great stuff as well as we'll be able to have a, a, all of our great uh, lessons and teachings and all that great stuff. So we'll be loved to see you all. God bless you. And remember, as my wife says, Jesus loves you and so do we. Have a blessed day now. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.